WebmasterRadio.fm. Log into the feed and linger in the lounge. Cover story. Cover a story or attain that coveted story. Get it? That is exactly what you want. Quoted as the expert, the story, headline, the spin. Every week, join us to talk about all things important to relating to the public. Your public. Craft your image. Promote your products. Create expert status. Become the buzz. Join us with the pros. PR 101. Crisis management. Media blitzing. It's all here on Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babin, and I am joined with my awesome co-host, Mick Jolly of PR Web. Hey, Mick. Hey, Brandy. How are you? I'm awesome. How are you? Very, very good. Can't, can't complain. Yes, you can. How's that? Well, I mean, everyone can. Well, okay. I can complain. <laughs> okay. I had a bit of a cold, but you know what? Overall, I'm doing well. You know, life's good. You know, I haven't had a hurricane beat down, beat down my rooftop or anything, and I'm in the, in the beautiful Northwest. and. Oh, looking forward to uh, in the near future planning an event down in your neck of the woods, down in down in the uh, Greater Florida, Miami area. So Fabulous! That'll be fun. So there's there's some things that are that are coming up that I'm that I'm really excited about. You know what? Let's take a few minutes and uh, you know if you don't mind, let's share with the listening audience some of the things that PR Web has on tap. Well, in the in the short run, of course, there's some things that we'll be doing together with Webmaster Radio and many of our other friends out there, such as going to Webmaster World. We're also Yay. going to be going, that'll be in Las Vegas, and mm-hmm. that's, of course, where, where uh, WebmasterRadio.fm found its uh, start, if you will. It had its birth within the uh, search engine marketing world, if, if you will. Yeah. At least why your launch. You guys did a lot of work before then, obviously. But uh, that's, you know, that was, the, that was a big uh, uh, event. And then... I mean, really, thank, thank, you know, thank goodness for Brett Tabke, the president of uh, Webmaster World, as well as Yahoo. Brett was the initial kick in the rear end to give us the uh, the hard deadline to have Very us good. launch at the Webmaster World event, and then Yahoo, thank you, um, funded our launch party at the illustrious Rain Nightclub. Yeah, what a what an event that was! That was great. So there's that to look forward to. We're searching the strategies coming up, and uh, in between, we're going to participate in a, an event called Syndicate Conference. And uh, so, you know, and those will be pretty much back to back Syndicate Conference, really focused on the world of RSS. And you know online content, so that that's something we're excited about. And then, of course, then moving forward to searching your strategies, where we get to see, see all our friends again, and and a, just a great group of uh, folks that assembled there as uh, exhibitors and attendees with, with Danny Sullivan too. So that's uh, that's always a, a worthwhile event at whatever part of the world you're able to see that. Of course, they're they're pretty much uh, global, different feel, I would say. Between uh, and, and you would you may may have observed the same. It's a different feel between Webmaster. Uh, world's conference and then of course search and strategies just a little bit different group of folks but uh, you know all wonderful people how do you categorize the main difference between the two you know i'd say that there's a there's a whole lot more um you know just this just your everyday small medium-sized internet company that that's at the webmaster uh, world and search and strategies i would say you definitely have a lot more of your your major corporations that that make a make an appearance if you will and Within our space, that is, major corporations in our space. So it's just it's a little bit different, a little more, uh, I don't want to say one's more upscale, but definitely a different um, approach. It's, it's a lot more, there's Maybe. a lot more personal uh, face-to-face time, I would say, at Webmaster World, and yet you get a lot of uh, really good, you know, business done at search and strategies. So just different different venues, different fields, but, you know, I love them both. So what can I say? 
Well, absolutely. And I think, you, you know, you just brought up a very important point, which is truly, you know, public relations is relating to your public. But your public consists of several different entities, depending upon, you know, your orientation. There you go. So, you know, going to search engine strategies, you may have a different agenda and you may want to address your public a little bit different than at a Webmaster World Conference. And definitely the people that come there have, in, in many cases, a different agenda. So, yeah, both both great events and, and of course, um, participate in both and enjoy both and, and uh, look forward to continuing that, that process. So, I mean, they're both, they're both amazing and it is interesting because they both have a lot of crossover. You know, a lot of the same people that go to Webmaster World as well go to search engine strategies. But yet you get something extremely different. It's a different experience from both, which lends credibility to, you know, spending the money and attending both shows. And maybe part of that, you know, has to do with the origins where when we, when we take a look at the Jupiter Research background of hosting an event versus, well, what Brett Tapke did with, you know, pulling, pulling different folks in, in the space together and in a very informal uh, networking function, you know, uh, you know, with the, you know, PubCon. And then... Uh, you know what grew out of that? It's maintained some of that that early days feel, and of course they always end with with that very very same type of a of a function where everybody gets together and 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 has very much a, a social experience, not just a, an opportunity to learn about the industry, but very much a social experience, just an inherent part of of their uh, conference culture, if you will. Well, you know, and and it's interesting because I've watched both conferences, and you know. They, bought, they sort of have done like reverse genesis of each other, you know, where Brett's conference started off as a social networking event and then it sort of evolved into more of a corporate event with always having that nice touch of having, you know, the official PubCon on the back end. You now have, you know, search engine strategies that was really, you know, tie and suit, um, very serious on, you know, the education side, very serious on the trade show floor, you know, you know, the exhibitor side of things and not really focused on the social aspect of things. And all of a sudden, you're seeing a lot of companies step up to the plate, including, you know, PR Web and Webmaster Radio, to throw some really cool social functions during the evening, too. There you go. So it's interesting to see how, you know, events sort of grow and morph, depending upon, you know, what the market will bear or what the market wants. And that's really important when it comes to public relations, is relating to your public, knowing what it is that they want. And in different, even though your end goal is usually the same, the way that you approach it, depending upon the marketplace, should be a little different. And that's really important to take a step back and know whom you're dealing with so that you can deliver to them the message the, w- the way they need to hear it so you can reach your goal. Well said. Yay. God, that was a mouthful. <laughs> I, I, I just ran around all the bases to get back to home plate again. There you are. <laughs> well, you, and you made it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we have, I have the fortunate ability to uh, interview Janet Ivanovich, who is a best-selling author, um, she's written a myriad of books. She started off writing romance novels and then switched to kind of sexy mystery novels. And, uh, you know, you can't pass, you know, Mick and I travel a lot. You can't pass a bookstore or, you know, in the airport when they've got the bookstores without seeing a Janet Ivanovich book in the window. And I'll be honest with you, it's an embarrassing thing because I'm an avid reader. I've never read one of her books, but I've always been very intrigued with her because I always thought she did such a great job at promoting herself well. Her, the covers of her books just jump out at you when you walk past them. Um, and we had the opportunity. Her book, Metro Girl, went from hardcover to paperback. So we actually um, were able to interview her last week. It's a canned interview. So we've, we did this like last week. For those of you who don't understand, last week versus not live today. Um, <coughs> I didn't love the way I interviewed her. I 
I allowed the interview, I think, to get off track. Um, I think that she was a great professional. I thought um, she presented herself well, was, uh, you know, whoever had been working with her. I mean, she's just a pro. She's been doing this for a while. She did a phenomenal, phenomenal job. Um, but I think it's an interesting interview for us to play regardless because she's a pro showing how she relates to her public. Um, so I thought we would take a commercial break and we would come back with uh, Janet's interview and then we can critique Brandy. Hey, that sounds like a lot of fun. That's something we often get a chance to do. So <laughs> You're going to have a heyday with this one. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But it's interesting. I mean, she's a best, best, best-selling author. So I feel very fortunate that we were able to get her on this show. And uh, so we'll take a commercial break and we'll be right back with a Janet Ivanovich interview. The innovative services of Load.com help you easily maximize your business and bottom line. Since 1999, Load.com has offered premium web applications and business solutions for companies worldwide. Set up business and private mailboxes. Track marketing and website traffic. And assure a professional design for your website with Load's email, web stats, and DNS services. Save time. Save money. Load is your reliable source for professional web applications and business solutions. Visit Load.com. That's LOAD.com and get loaded today. Announcing Ecom Expo. Ecom Expo, the first virtual trade show for e commerce marketers. Just $19.95 gets you access to this must attend event with over 100 presentations and 130 exhibitors. Starting October 6th, presenters include Seth Godin, Kevin Lee, Sean Collins, Frederick Marchini, Andy Deal, John Battelle, and dozens more. Google, Yahoo, Commission Junction, Linkshare, Performix, and 3,000 e commerce marketers will be there. So don't miss out. Register now. Register now for this 100% online event at ecomexpo.com. That's ecomxpo.com. Ecomexpo.com. 60-day free advertising trial on the best of the web directory. That's botw.org, the Internet's oldest directory since 1994. We know what you want, and we've got what you need. And hey, if you can get some free online advertising in this world with no strings attached, feel us up. I, I mean, feel free to take advantage of this extraordinary offer and start your no-risk 60-day free online advertising trial today. Best of the web. BOTW.org. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. All right, you guys, welcome to this edition of Cover Story. I'm Brandy Shapiro-Babbitt, and I have the awesome, awesome uh, ability to say that my guest today is Janet Ivanovich, who most of you know is a, a best-selling author, New York Times best-selling author. It doesn't get much better than that, close to winning yourself a Nobel. Uh, she is um, has won the Silver Dagger, the Last Laugh, the Lefty, the John Creasy Memorial Award, and she's a two-time recipient of the Independent Mystery Booksellers Association's Dillies Award. Wow. Welcome, Janet. Thank you. How are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Actually, I have this horrible, horrible cold that won't go away. Oh, no. It's hideous, but you know what? You're making my day. So let me ask you a question. You're on your, your, your Metro Girl just came out in paperback, and you're doing a marathon of interviews today. How are you holding up? 
I'm holding up good. I love this. I, I'm, I'm a big ham, you know, I, and I especially love when I can get out there and don't have to put on makeup. <laughs> so, yeah, this is like, you know, just doesn't get any better than that. That is so fabulous. You know, um, although I've seen you and with or without makeup, you're beautiful. So <laughs> that's terrific. Well, you must not have been standing very close, but thank you. Uh, whatever. Self-deprecating just does not look good on you. Um, now, let me ask you a question. I want to go backwards. You know, our listeners are predominantly people in the public relations industry and people that are doing business online. And what you've done um, with your career is amazing, and especially amazing when it comes from a perspective of a woman. Can you give us a little insight as far as how you got started and how you got those doors open? I mean, they say everyone has a book in them, but to get a book published, forget about having you know continuously best-selling books, is an amazing feat. How did you open that first door for yourself? Just tenacity and hard work. I, I wasn't one of those overnight success people. I started out, I was always the kid that could draw. And so when I went to college, I majored in fine arts. I was a painter. I was a stay-at-home mom. And while I was at home, I realized that um, art just wasn't exactly where I wanted to be. I loved making things. I, but I liked communicating with um, people. And I liked. I found out I could be funny. And I liked the idea that I could entertain. I think there's a real need for that. I felt like I had a product that would um, fill a hole in the marketplace. I think that we have a lot of serious stuff going on these days and we don't have enough places to laugh. We don't have enough really positive um, uh, places to go to see people that we like and we want to be part of their lives. And I felt like I could do that. I um, created, I did 12 romance novels mm-hmm. and loved doing that, decided I wanted to do something with a little bit more action in it, and that was when I moved over into the Stephanie Plum series 12 years ago. The 12th book comes out in June, and um, it's an adventure story. It's about a female bounty hunter in Trenton, New Jersey. It's been increasingly successful. It's been enormously hard work. I, um, you know, I've made my advances little by little with each book, and right now I'm doing very, very well. I think a large part of my success is due to my family. We have a little family business, and my son does all of the financial work. My husband really pulls a lot of um, the contract work together. And my daughter, who has a background in film and photography, runs my website. She created it, and she put that site up. And we now get about 9 million hits a month on that site. That's huge. We've tried to make it into an entertainment site so that people have a reason to come back to that site at least once a month. And I think it's the site and the newsletters. We have a mailing list that runs um, well over 100,000. I think those two things enable me to inform my consumer that the product is out there. I think I must have a product that people like. Um, I, I work very hard to do that, and I think I, I have that product. But I think what really has made me a success has been able my ability to inform the consumer that it's out there. I, um, I now have... Um, a little uh, partnership going with NASCAR, for instance, because the series mm-hmm. that I'm talking about now, Metro Girl, came out in hardcover a year ago, paperback this weekend, and Metro Girl features a NASCAR driver. It's not actually a NASCAR book, but it has um, a guy in it, the hero, who mm-hmm. 
drive the car. And so um, my books will start to be sold on the NASCAR website. I'm very excited about that. That's, that's very exciting. I mean, talk about breaking into, I mean, that's a very male-dominated world that women normally come into by virtue of their men, and you're taking a front seat. That's fabulous. Yeah, although, you know, that's a funny thing because I was, um, I, I have, my main house is in New Hampshire, and my daughter and I started going to little stock car races up there for lack of something better to do and mm-hmm. discovered we absolutely loved it. And from there, it kind of grew so that now I'm this big NASCAR groupie, my daughter and I. And you. I think, you know, it's surprising when you go out to the tracks and you look to see who's there. It's a huge female population, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. they and you know and they just get off on it just like men do. It's a very patriotic, very emotional kind of experience. NASCAR. It is fun. I actually in the past have done some work with NASCAR, so I agree with you. But I mean, when you think about sort of the stereotypical NASCAR um, enthusiasts, they're predominantly men. Although, yes, a hundred percent. I mean, I've, I've been to NASCAR races. I enjoy a good race. I love, you know, unfortunately seeing, you know, as long as everyone's safe, that yellow flag go up. Um, but that's, that's huge. And that's really taking selling books to a whole new level and, and talk about creating a brand and letting your brand really reach out to a new community. That's huge. Did they, did they reach out to you or did you reach out to them? It was, it was kind of a joint thing. I, um, I did the first book without having any contact with NASCAR, and I did it for a couple reasons. Um, I wanted a different kind of hero than I had in my plum books. My mm-hmm. plum books have these two very hot guys in there. Mm-hmm. I mean, these books are fun, but they're also sexy in a in a funny, um, you know, they're not dirty books. They're sexy books. Mm-hmm. And so I had these two hot guys, but they're really perfect. They're they're fantasy men. They're superheroes. And I wanted to create a series that had a guy who was a hero, but on a more human scale, maybe a little flawed. And I was watching Charlie Sheen on Two and a Half Men. Okay. And I just loved this character because he was this endearing jerk. <laughs> you know, he, he, was, he was a womanizer. And, I mean, this poor guy just had way too much testosterone. But you liked him anyway. He, right. he wasn't mean. He was a lovable character. And I thought, I would love to do that in a, in a book series. And so... If I didn't, Charlie Sheen writes jingles in the television show. I said, if he wasn't writing jingles, what would he be? And I decided he'd be a NASCAR driver. You know, I can see that. I can see that. It's the the image, right? It's the stereotype. And so that really was what started this whole thing. When the first book came out, I um, wanted to go to to one of the races. I wanted to go to the race in New Hampshire. It's my local track. Mm -hmm. And I couldn't get tickets. The tickets are all sold out for years ahead. So I tried pulling strings, you know, getting in touch with my um, publishers to see who knew anybody at NASCAR. And it turned out that I had some fans there that some of the execs and some of the wives were reading the Plum Series and were happy to help me out and, um, and now help me out with research. And, you know, I have the ability to go to the big races now and talk to the drivers and get right down and on the track the with the cars yep, and be in the pits. You. And it's, it's just been very exciting. That is awesome. That is awesome. I mean, I have to say, all around, I mean, the way you package your books is sexy and hot. They jump off, you know, if, whether I'm walking through a bookstore, if I'm in the airport and I'm rushing to go get something, your books jump off the shelf first to me because I, your packaging is so beautiful. 
Yeah, we work hard on that. We try to, uh, first of all, we try to make the books have a very generic feel so that both men and women feel comfortable carrying them around. And then we try to make the books, um, even though I have a lot of different product out there, I have co-authored books, I have reprinted romances, I have this Metro Girl, Alexandra Barnaby series, and Mm -hmm. I have the plums. We try to have them all have a different but similar look so that the consumer knows... um, knows my brand when they see it. This, this Metro Girl one was my favorite because it's yellow and orange and it has a palm tree on it mm-hmm. and it's kind of this metallic magenta. I, I think, it, you know, it's like you see it in the store, you just want to go up and lick it. No, you do. <laughs> you just wash it. You do. And you know what? I'll, I'll tell you, I, I was very fortunate because I, I, a copy was sent to me. And I have to say, I've, I've definitely, I've been, I've been taking it to bed with me lately. I haven't been wanting to finish it because it's that good. So I, and I really enjoy, I really enjoy your writing, but you know, you, you tapped on something very interesting that you have the support of your family and each person, in your family plays a significant role in helping you, you know, Janet as a brand continue to forge forward. I think that, you know, we've seen that a lot, um, in, in many success stories, which I think is nice because that means everyone's on the same page. Did it, how long have you and your husband always worked together this way? No, my husband actually has his doctorate in mathematics, and he <laughs> taught at a college level for a while, and then he worked as an advisor for the Navy for their think tank in Washington. And, um, you know, I was I was a stay-at-home mom having a variety of, you know, hideous jobs, which actually I gave to uh, Stephanie Plum in one of the books. I, you know, I was a claims adjuster. I was a telephone solicitor. I kept apologizing. I never sold anything. I, I You know, I was the world's <laughs> worst waitress. I worked in a chemical... I I mean, I did all of these things. Good Whenever you. we would be a little short, you know, the kids would need to go to the dentist. I'd go out and I'd get a, a job for three weeks. Right, good for yeah, you. I was never very good at anything. And um, it wasn't until I moved out of romance and I started the Plum Series and I had a very large movie sale. TriStar bought this immediately. It, it has never come to the screen. They're still working on it. We tried to buy it back. They wouldn't sell it back. They said, no, you know, they're still developing right, it. Right, right. And um, they paid me a lot of money. I went out. I bought a car. I didn't care. But <laughs> when that happened, you know, I knew that that was going to be a good thing for my career and um, that it was going to help me move up a little bit faster. And so we started bringing family members on board. And um, at some point, um, I think it was the second or third book, we realized that we... Pete had achieved a lot of what he wanted in his career, and we no longer needed his income. And so he left what he was doing, and he came on board to help me out. And my kids did the same. My son graduated from Dartmouth, and he was working in Washington um, as an aide on Capitol Hill, and he decided that he was. we needed financial help. He was going to come on. Um, Alex was in film and photography school. She started the website for me, kind of dragged me into it, kicking and screaming, because I'm not exactly a Right. Well, you're, well, well, because right, and, you're, you're, you're. Um, so, so you know, it was one of those things that grew. But what we found out was that I was very fortunate because I had these very talented people within my that all had different skills. Mm-hmm. But, which is so lovely, and you're all playing on the same team to win, which is nice. Everyone's coming in with the same agenda, which I think yes. is so. And yeah, my kids are all working for their inheritance. Right. <laughs> exactly. They have really counted every penny. Right. Well, that's horrible. That's horrible. So I know we only have a few minutes left. Let me ask you, um, you know, if you could take 
your greatest success? What has your greatest achievement been? The thing that makes you most proud? And how, what, what were the steps that you took to make that happen? Well, you know, I think that, that my greatest success is personal. Um, I, I, I'm sure you're probably, you know, talking about my greatest success as an author, but, you know, I think my greatest success is that I've been married forever and ever to the same guy, and I still love him. I have two of the most amazing kids. We all get along as a family. We work really hard for each other. We respect each other. I, I'm not sure how I managed to do that. Um, if I if I played, you know, some small role in that, I just was very fortunate to have this good mix happen to me in my life. You know, we even have an amazing dog. We have this 140-pound <laughs> Droolosaurus St. Bernard. <laughs> <laughs> That's fabulous. Um, and so, you know, I think, and that probably, you know, is my biggest success, and and that probably is why my books are a success as well, because You're somehow... Grounded. With the Plum series and with the Alexander Barnaby series, I've been able to tap into what pe- what it is that people really want. Mm-hmm. You know, they they want to see good people. We're we're an entire country of great people, and we want to see more of that. We want to see the good sides of people. We want to have that reinforced in our lives. We want to be able to smile about it. My books are not politically correct. I I just hate political correctness. I mean, I don't you. think we should go around bashing each other. But humor, uh, like you know, it is. it's a way that we have always gotten past very difficult situations. And I use humor in my books for a lot of things. And I think that's you know something that um, that everybody likes and and everybody wants. And so, and you know, if I could pick out one thing. In my career, it probably was the first time I made number one on the Times list. I mean, that and and when I finally sold the book because I had been rejected so much, I sold that first book for $2,000, and my son and my um, husband came to a skating rink where, where I was with my daughter and told me that I had sold the book and you know and, and I just burst into tears it was so long and so hard and it had been so important to me I couldn't believe that I had finally done that I finally was going to be a published author that's amazing that's that's a beautiful I mean that's that's a beautiful thing and I think something that you bring to the table which is so important just me being an avid reader for example is being able to crawl up into a book and let your cares disappear Take on the persona of someone else that's maybe a little bit sassier, prettier, not as pretty as you, but travel in the foot, you know, in the footsteps of someone else on a really great journey. And yeah, I think we all need that. And um, but you know, I think it's not it's not necessarily that she's prettier and sassier, and I think we all have that in us. And I think it's that we see it in that other character, and it helps us to be more of what we are. You know, something very well said. That is extremely well said. That is extremely well said. I, I mean, because the, I have to say, your characters, I think, are very realistic. Like, you can identify, you can easily identify with them, and it is very easy to slide quickly into the pages of your book, which is very nice to do. Especially for yeah, someone like Yeah, you could like go me. out and eat pizza with these guys. You know, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Now, I'd love to keep you, but I know that you're on a very short time frame. Um, I'd love to invite you back again. Hopefully when we Appreciate have it. a little bit more time because I've got a million questions I want to ask you. Um, but thank you for taking this time today and um, best of luck with Metro Girl. 
Thank you. It's been fun. It's been wonderful. Thank you, everyone. That was Janet Ivanovich and Aren't We Blessed. We'll be right back with Cover Story. A rose by any other name would still be the same. Move over, Shakespeare. You need to differentiate yourself from your competition. Do it by aligning yourself with a company who has earned the trust of Jupiter Media, the NHL, and Lionsgate Films, among others. Moniker.com is the most secure ICANN-accredited register on the planet, offering you domain registration, hosting, domain sales, and acquisition services. Wrap that up with 24-7 support. That's your winning combination. M-O-N-I-K-E-R. Com. More than a name. Announcing Ecom Expo. Ecom Expo, the first virtual trade show for e-commerce marketers. Just $19.95 gets you access to this must-attend event with over 100 presentations and 130 exhibitors. Starting October 6th, presenters include Seth Godin, Kevin Lee, Sean Collins, Frederick Marchini, Andy Beal, John Patel, and dozens more. Joko, Yahoo, Commission Junction, LinkShare, Performix, and 3,000 e-commerce marketers will be there. So don't miss out. Register now. Register now for this 100% online event at ecomexpo.com. That's E-C-O-M-X-P-O.com. Ecomexpo.com. It's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all-important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby, textlinkads.com. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story. This is Brandy Shapiro-Babbin, and I'm joined with Mick Jolly, VP over at PR Web. How you doing, Brandy? I'm okay. How are you? Great. Hey, that was a fabulous interview. You know, see, now I, I disagreed. I okay. disagree. What did you not like about that interview? What did I not like? Um, for me, and it's interesting because this is the first time that our producer Mark heard that interview. We had a different producer actually tape the you know tape the the segment for us. So you know it was the first time I obviously listened to it. Um, so it was a little different than I remembered, which things usually are. But a couple of things. One was he kept saying, you know, we were laughing, going, "How many times is Brandy going to say that's fabulous?" You know, I should switch up the expletives. <laughs> Uh, maybe, maybe. Um, I needed to have, um, from an interviewer standpoint, I think I needed to have better control of the interview, help her to keep her information, you know, her questions or her answers, I should say, more concise so that I could have gotten more out of her and especially more out of her as it pertained more toward the e-commerce marketplace because she has such great information to share. You know, I think that, I mean, she was extremely well-spoken. She was absolutely warm and lovely, and that was terrific. But I think I could have used the time a little bit more wisely. Yeah, maybe. Um, yeah, we. You know, I guess from a content standpoint, in terms of the PR strategies, one of the things that she hit on that was real clear was that she used her warm network. She went to her publishers and, and other folks that she knew in order to get an introduction to do her research and get involved with that community. She was able to then get that community behind her books in a big way, integrate a lot of the research into her um, into her novels, and then turn, turn that into basically a, a 
a warm audience of, of buyers, of readers of her of her novels. Now she already had, as she as she stated, some of the the wives and whatnot of some of the execs were already reading some of her her other series. But yet, you know, she did capitalize on that in order to catapult instant success with the new one. So. Well, you know something, and that is something, once again, another theme that seems to be consistent with us, and I think it doesn't just have to do with the publishing world, is really identifying who like your platform is, the base that you already have, and leveraging that base so that when you're doing, whether it's a new product launch, whether you know, you're, you're actually um, launching a new book, whatever, that you are leveraging the base that you already have. The best form of advertising or public relations at the end of the day is word of mouth. You know, and using, you know, for me to pick up the phone and say, hey, Mick, this is what I'm trying to do. Do you know someone here? Or could you help me there? And that leads to an entire new platform of people. So I think that that's a really important point and one that we're hearing, we've been hearing consistently through our um, illustrious interviews here on the Cover Story radio show. I would say, I would agree in a big way. And you, and you can't overlook that or that personal relationship is important. It's certainly other ways of uh, gaining recognition or being recognized as a leader in your, in your industry, in your field, whatever it is, uh, that's that's important because that gives you credibility as you do make these very powerful introductions to, to uh, real people that make real decisions and uh, can really help you. Well, yeah, and, and really taking a look. I think sometimes we don't give ourselves enough credit for the people that we do know. You know I that, would agree. You know, even something silly, like nobody thinks twice of, Hey, I'm going on vacation, or I've got to run. I'm, you know, go to Boston on a business trip. I've never been to Boston before. You know, oh God, don't I know someone who's who lives in Boston or is from Boston? Let me call that person and find out where's a good place to eat, where's a good place to stay. If I have a date of myself, how would I like to? You know, where should I go? How do I maximize my time while I'm there? It's the same thing in business. I think you just have to switch mindsets because I think our minds normally go. I mean, it's sort of like a silly example, but it's really true. Like it's acceptable for us to think to call someone and go, hey hook me up with a good restaurant in Boston. But not, people don't always think about, hey, I'm launching this new product or service. This person resides either in a marketplace I'd like to tap into or has a great network network of people that we could mutually benefit each other by, you know, by virtue of us doing business in a way that we haven't done business before. Very true. Well, outstanding. I, I Overall, I know that you felt that you maybe didn't dig deep enough, but I think during the short period of time that you had, you really receive the essence of, of that individual's uh, personality and what she did to, to promote herself, to get herself known. Obviously, she had a foundation that some new author wouldn't have. Uh, True. Coming out of, a, out of a gate, a new author wouldn't necessarily have a network uh, you know, with, with, with their publisher. Or if they had a publisher that was already on board, they may or may not be as willing to make that introduction. She already had a little bit of success. Of course, that gave her a platform to... to uh, build upon, which is, which is important. But at the same time, we all have a platform of some form or another, and if we can take advantage of what that is and who we know already, not take advantage of them, but you know, utilize <laughs> those relationships in a uh, beneficial ma- manner, then... Uh, quid pro quo. There you go. We're all about quid pro quo. Yeah, That's I mean... It. you got Yeah, you got to return, return <laughs> something and uh, you know, being, being able to follow through with that's, that's very important if somebody does make an introduction for yourself, even if you have to let yourself out of it gracefully because you find out that it's not matching up with what your real objective is, do it gracefully. Don't don't just blow something off or blow somebody off. Make, make that. 
No, yeah. blow them off. If someone's not worth your time, hang up. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. I'm just kidding. But but it, it it's true. And really take a step back because I think when things have to, you know, we don't always, you know, Brandy is number 765. You know, sometimes we place too much emphasis on ourselves and sometimes we don't place enough emphasis on ourselves. And, you know, place emphasis on yourself to look at the people that you know, whether it be um, in friendship or in business, to see where you can't leverage those assets. And usually if what you're asking someone to do to help you, um, it usually helps them as well. And I think you need to go approach scenarios that way. Not like, hey, Mick, I'm asking you for a favor and it's tapping your, you know, your energy or your resources. This is what I need. Can we figure out a scenario where it will benefit both of us? So it'll make it a lot easier for you to do it not only now, but for it, but in the future too. Very good. Very well said. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? And, and Mark also brought up to me that, you know, sometimes I'm too nice, which I think is humorous. <laughs> well, you didn't put up at all with any, uh, Personal, personal uh, degradation, as you said. She was talking about you know, discussion about appearances and how she was glad that she was doing the interview over the telephone and, and whatnot. Well, degradation doesn't doesn't look good on you. She <laughs> didn't mind uh, being a little feisty and throwing it right out there and saying, "Hey, you know, knock that stuff off." You know, knock it off, sweetheart. <laughs> but you know what? But because there, there is nothing, and this was a different type of interview, but it is important. You know, just for me assessing myself is you know throwing the coin you know, tossing the coin on the other side just to see, because I'm a very firm believer, as you all know, of playing devil's advocate regardless. The other side of the coin may be completely wrong, but it gets both parties thinking so that we bring something really original to the table. Very good. You know, which at the end of the day is something important to the listening audience. So I think I sort of failed in that regard. I'm a failure. Not at all. I don't like bringing that up. That's right. So we'll re-interviewer, give you an opportunity to ask all the questions the way that you would have liked to have asked them. Do it all over again. I'd love to do that. I mean, she's a this woman is an empire. She is an empire. I, I mean, you know, you've got to respect the fact that um, she's written a myriad of books. She's been, you know, she's almost, you know, she's been awarded um, so many awards. That was sort of silly, anyway. But she, I mean, but the woman's won a ton of awards. She's managed to keep herself out in the public eye, keep her content fresh, then go and change basically genres into our Stephanie Plum series. Um, it's just, it's, it's inspiring to see people who have the ability to have staying power and to continue to do something. And I love that she went and reached out to NASCAR, you know, and is forging that alliance because that's something that hasn't been done yet. So thinking outside of that box, and, you know, once again, in a way that's mutually beneficial, well, that will help to grow, quote unquote, her empire, as well as to, um, you know, bring something new to the NASCAR world. That's a cool cool thing and i think that's something important for everyone to take a look at think out of the box and also if it's something that you enjoy you're obviously going to do a better job with it regardless as she said she has a passion for nascar so now when she does business with nascar and they both hopefully profit from a revenue source having a great time doing it that's what work is supposed to be about nascar too oh absolutely because at the end of the day i enjoy you know when i created my um my charity cards for cancer we had um we went to most of the NASCAR races and the Indy races and were supported through NASCAR, which was really lovely. Um, but predominantly, the people that go to NASCAR races, like women are into it, but they were more into it because they were introduced to it by their men. You know, that's kind of the reality, at least from what I saw. So it's neat that, yes, women are psyched. And yes, I was, you know, I, I, I've been in the pits. I've been on the corners. I've whooped and yelled and screamed and was just as excited as the next guy, you know. 
But it's neat that there's something a little extra special for us, um, you know, for for the females as well. Um, and, you know, in that book series. So it's something that in between races we have to identify with and to keep us sort of in the loop. That's smart. Very good. Yay. So what do you say we go take a little commercial break and we'll be right back? Well, Brandy, I'd say that'd be just fine. And, and again, one thing I would tell all of our listeners out there, don't beat yourself up. If you, you know, do your best at whatever it is you're doing to make yourself known and, and uh, certainly do like Brandy and step back and reflect on what you can do better. That's how we all improve. I think Brandy did a fantastic job with her interview. Oh, However, she's, yeah. you know, she's a perfectionist. She wants to do a better job, and, and I think that's an example for all of us to take, uh, whether it's a, a mailer that you're trying to put together, pass around with some of your peers, let them, let them see it, see what kind of a response some of the peers and people you trust uh, have with it. But, and also try some folks that are not necessarily a part of your, your, your peer audience. Uh, is it something that your mom and dad would, would uh, be able to react upon? You know, there's just a lot of things we can do to improve in every every form of how we're trying to market ourselves or relate to our public. So take, take a cue from Randy. All right. And I'm going to take a cue from you. God, you are so good for the soul. And we're going to take it. We're going to take a break and we'll be good for, we'll be good. We'll be back with a uh, cover story with all our right. awesome Mick Jolly. Thanks. Sounds great. <laughs> it's all about links, baby. Content is king, but links are what you need to get you those all important organic search listings. Float to the top of your keyword listings within the major portals while driving targeted traffic to your website at the same time. Work with a company with a proven track record for delivering results for thousands of individual website owners and major Fortune 500 companies. TextLinkAds.com is your source for securing relevant links. Baby! TextLinkAds.com Over 4,000 clients around the world are utilizing effective content-based solutions from InfoSearch Media with the expertise of over 200 professional copywriters to work for you. Study show that the number one factor visitors consider before making a purchase online is trust. And nothing creates more trust and loyalty than well-written, informative content. High-quality content also generates free search engine traffic. Content is definitely king. Visit InfoSearchMedia.com today. Do you sell a product or service with monster potential in the online market? Then attack the opportunity to turn your dreams into reality. Equipped with flexible e-commerce software from MonsterCommerce.com. You'll possess complete control of your store, including your storefront's design, maintenance of your products, and management of your online orders. And all with the technical support and service. Available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Grow your business today with MonsterCommerce.com. Commercials off. Now back to Cover Story. We're reserving a headline for you. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to this edition of Cover Story, hosted on the WebmasterRadio.fm network. Welcome back, Mick. Hey, welcome back. Thank you. Hey, and you know what I think the most important thing that everybody should be blessed with? Well, let's hear. Mick Jolly of PR Web. Oh, man, oh, man. <laughs> no, but, but, but seriously, someone who, because I have to say, you know, we all can't be up all the time. We all can't be on our game all the time. Um, but you are one of the most consistent people I've ever met. And you always manage to make me feel good. And I think that that is such an important key to surround yourself with people who, you know, will tell you the truth. You know, because you're never going to get any, you know, the emperor's not wearing any clothes. <laughs> you know, you're not going to get all the way through the town square. 
naked. However, yeah, yeah. especially today with so many video cameras everywhere. <laughs> exactly. You'll get that <laughs> ticket whether you're, you know, whatever. We won't go there. But anyway. No, there was a naked cowboy down there. Of course, he was wearing his, his, his briefs, but. <laughs> where, was the na- where was this naked cowboy? Oh, Times Square, New York. <laughs> oh, God, for years. Didn't he play a guitar or something goofy? Yeah, yeah. I don't know if it's the same guy, but there's still one down there. Is he now? Yeah, it looked awful cold to me. <laughs> yeah, in that kind of weather, but hey. Hey, whatever floats your boat. I am. I'm assuming yeah. you saw him because he made it on national TV, correct? Uh, well, no, I was, I was back in New York, and David, David McInnes and I, we walked right by where, where he was at, and people were standing next to him, getting their picture taken, and there's T-shirts with with that guy's image printed on him. I mean, it's... He probably goes home to his lovely five-bedroom mansion on, on, on uh, Long, Long Island. and <laughs> He probably does. He's a local celebrity. <laughs> <laughs> Ways to make money. That's awesome. But, <laughs> but it's true. Surround yourself with people that make you feel good, that, that give you a sense of security, and that make you feel good. Energy, you know, positive energy um, brings on positive energy. So if you could have someone that, you know, because we all drag some days who says, you know what? You are awesome and you are great and you are a lot better than you think that you are today. All of a sudden, you start thinking that way and you start realizing that either all isn't that bad or you reach down inside of yourself and you find that little extra energy that you need to get out there and be the best. And, you know, just speaking personally, that's something that you do for me. And I have the awesome opportunity of doing my show with you once a week. And like, that's what you do. You plug into me and you give me energy that makes me feel good about myself, which gives me... <laughs> there we go. <laughs> which, uh, you know, which in turn allows me when I get off the air to take on my projects a little more zest and zealousness um, because you've injected me with that good feeling. And that to me is one of the best keys to success. Very good. Well said. Yay. It's another love fest on cover story. <laughs> <laughs> go check out PR Web, please. For the best wire service in the world. Thank you, Brandy. No, it's true. That's we only partner with the best, and you guys are absolutely the best. Well, there's there's certainly our strengths that some of some of our competitors have, and I like to feel that online we do a much better job than they do. That's that's for sure. But there, you know, there's there's obviously some strengths out there that they come with time. But uh, you know, we're we're the uh, start out as a little newswire that they could, and now we can. Now you can chug <laughs> chug 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 chug. You yeah, know things, what? Things have gone very well. We've and uh, of course it's. It's with support of folks like yourself and a lot of the listeners out there that uh, have allowed PR Web to have the, the uh, fast-paced growth that we've been able to enjoy. And, and uh, we're going to continue to innovate and see if we can keep that pace up from, from here on forward. So we're enjoying it. And, it, and the best part of it is has allowed us to reach out to other communities, like we talked about in the beginning, getting to participate in things such as the Webmaster World Conference in Las Vegas. Uh, Are you speaking? You know, I... I don't know that that's the case as of yet. Okay. We're speaking at the Syndicate Conference uh, that's going to be in San Francisco, that's an IDG event. Um, what then, are the dates on that? That is, I believe, the 14th through the 13th, 14th, 15th of December, I believe. Oh, that's right after SES. Yeah, right after <laughs> SES, yeah. you got to love all these conferences that just do them back-to-back. I mean, because we, we're doing AdTech, and then we pop out to Webmaster World, and then we pop out to SES. Yeah, it's a, it's a busy time. Busy time. Great time, though. Oh, it was a fabulous time. We get to hang out with our friends, meet new friends, and, you know, foster business relationships. And, and that's just what I was going to say. You know, going to these conferences and getting getting to meet great people like yourself and a lot of the other listeners and users of the service, it's, it's been very rewarding. So. 
It is. Hopefully we can continue to enjoy this ride for a long time to come. Amen. Amen. So talking about a great ride, I think we've driven ourselves right out through the hour. We have. We have. I think it's time to uh, go goodbye. and uh, For now. And then come back next week and do it all again. This is, very, this is very true. It's something that I look forward to. So uh, thank you, everyone, for listening in. It was quite an honor for me to be able to interview Janet Ivanovich. For those of you that aren't familiar with her work, she is available at a library and a bookstore near you. Go check her out. Go escape and uh, have some fun with one of her books. And uh, I really enjoyed it. We'll be bringing you some more interesting interviews as time goes on. And uh, Mick, thank you again for your awesome support and for being here again for another edition of this cover story. Happy to, Randy. Anytime. All right. Thank you. You anytime. Well, every Wednesday. <laughs> every Wednesday. <laughs> At 11 right. specific time. Exactly. 11.30, actually. Yeah. <laughs> you know, the time slot, it moves back and back, back a little bit, but we're consistently here for you on Wednesdays. All right. So listen, peace out, and we will be back next Wednesday. Stay tuned to an awesome radio show right here on webmasterradio.fm.